Sports Podcast. I said, Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast with Andy Ruther and Joe Prano. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther. Coming to you live from this thunderous, rainy Thursday morning in Venice Beach with my co-host sitting on my left today, the one and only, Tug Coker. Hello, Andy. Wow, that was good. You know, cause it's, cause That it's, was good. It's so rainy and cold out here in yes. L.A. today. That was good. I, I, I need one of those um, green teas. Oh, you could... You could I have a, I have a lot here still. Well, so do I. I have a year supply. A year I, supply. I should have brought it. I should have brought it over. Yeah. It's uh, for those who don't know. It's um, thundering outside today. We sound pathetic. It's it's it's. I didn't want to come out of my car there's, to run to run eighteen feet. Yeah. There's an amazing door. <laughs> Snapchat or not Snapchat Instagram story of I'm searching for Tug hiding in his vehicle, I'm bundled up, wearing a, a towel around my my pants, and I had, I had an umbrella. I had a rain jacket. So soft. We're so soft. So soft. <laughs> the Midwest is in negative 50. Shout out, Illinois, Minnesota. Doing shout outs now. To Illinois and Minnesota. Great, yeah. Two great states. Great states. Great states. Well, guys, we do have Joe Prano who will be joining us in a second. We are going to do a full comprehensive Super Bowl preview. I'm talking the actual in-game depth preview analysis, and also some amazing prop bets. It's a kind of analysis that you expect Jay Feely to give about kickers on Sunday. Okay. I was. Did you see the look on my face? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. A lot of anger. Well, I just, come on. I Why would you compare us to mediocrity? Oh, come on. Nothing against Jay Feely, but... Just the, 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 the field goal announcing thing. He, you know what Jay Feely is? Jay Feely's the guy who, like, it's that extra added on thing that you don't need on your car. Does that make sense? Like, it's true. It's unnecessary. Yeah. You know, I, I just got a vehicle. and well, You want to upgrade? No, no. I don't need a killer sound system in a to- Toyota Corolla. I don't need the Bose sound system in my little hatchback. Unnecessary. Jay Feely, you're unnecessary. That's a good problem. How, under, under, over under how many sideline announcers is CBS going to have? This, that was, that was not available. It should be available because I yeah. think we're, we're going to have one for each position. Well, let's get Joe Prano on the phone. I know he's patiently waiting. Joe Prano, are you with us? Hello, Tug. Hello, Joe. I get nothing? <laughs> <laughs> we already had a Hello Andy. Okay. We don't need two Hello Andys. I was just watching you on YouTube, by the way. My favorite Ruther look, the V-neck sweater, no, no T-shirt look. I, full, full chesty. I love this look. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You and you alone. This is what happens when you never leave your apartment. This is what a look that you think just rocks out in the real world. Hold on a second. You guys can both weigh in on this. Prano basically already has. I'm supposed to wear a shirt underneath this V-neck. Tug? I'm not sure you wear the V-neck. I think that's the... the Joe, Joe, Joe's a very stylish guy. We, we wear the same outfits from time to time. What, what yeah, are, I mean, the, but the... I, that's a look. It's just not a look. I thought Andy. It's it's usually reserved for like Greek fellows. <laughs> like you get full fellows on that too. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, are you are you a Greek guy that's going to uh, you know? Are you going to a, a nightclub tonight? I'll tell you what. 
not only do I rock the V-neck, I the V-neck might be my favorite outfit at this point. You know what I think might pull together if you're going to go full Greek fellow is just a little chain. Just a small chain. I do have zigzags in my hair right now. They're fading out a little bit, though. They are. Yeah. But my point is, if I'm going to do lines in my hair, chain, Prano, what do you think? Yeah, you've gone full douche bro at this point. <laughs> <laughs> now, what is the weather situation like? You're in New York right now? I am. It's uh, freezing. It's. I know uh, people in Minnesota and Chicago are rolling their eyes because it's negative 50 or whatever. But, like, let's be honest. It's... Like there's, it's like terminal velocity, right? Like when you get down to zero degrees, is there really a difference? Can you really feel a, a marked difference between that and negative fifty? It's a good um, point. I'm, we're at like twelve degrees right now. It was four degrees when I went out this morning and walked my sister's dogs, and yeah, it was beyond cold. I actually jogged two blocks to the bagel store this morning, and my chest felt like it was on fire. From breathing in cold air. Now, well, now that you now that you live in L.A., is do you feel like you saw how much have you softened to that weather? I mean, is it, oh, does it feel yeah. like, no, it's it's ridiculous. It's it's absurd. I've softened to everything. I I was on a crowded subway car the other day. I thought I was going to have a panic attack. Um, the weather. It's like I got. I, I told my sister. I was like, I don't think I can go out in this weather. I'm, I was like, I'm already cold. She's like, you haven't even gone outside yet. I was like, I know, but I use peppermint body wash and I'm already shivering. Like, <laughs> like I'm cold. <laughs> well, if you go to our Instagram stories, Tug waited in his car for a good 10 minutes. He was maybe 15, 20 feet away from my back apartment entrance, but the rain was pouring so hard. He had to wait it out. Had an umbrella, had a jacket. It's just, it was gross. It's gross out. Yeah, we had we had a white squall here yesterday. It was like a <laughs> it was like a twenty minute polar vortex where it snowed, wind snowed for like twenty minutes. See, when I see polar vortex, and then I swear, guys, we're gonna get into Super Bowl. Now let's I, talk weather. When I see vortex, yeah. there is this amazing roller coaster. When it came out, it was a, it was like one of the best in the country at Kings Island, the theme park in Greater Cincinnati, called the Vortex. So every time I see Polar Vortex, I'm like, guys, that's a fun ride. I don't know what you guys are worried about. I, I, I'm sure you, or I hope you, you saw my tweet. I know that uh, I, I've been studying this weather, and you know, it's it comes it comes off of like the Atlantic through the polars, at, through the you know the North Pole area, and through Canada. Which is why, since all those people hit me up on my DMs, I think we got to agree there's got to be a North Wall now. We need a wall breaking us up from Canada, from this murderous weather, this this weather that's just coming and raping all of our faces. Very wall. Game of Thrones-esque with that yeah. North reference in the cold. I dig yeah. it. Look, we got to put up a wall. It's the, only, it's the only way to stop things from coming across our borders. Walls. Well, Prano, you're here. Tug's here. We got the dream team. Let's get into it. Super Bowl now, 53. I, I, have, I, I have a question before we get we get into it. I, I know that there's some there's some Super Bowl stories that you have on the rundown, some like topics that need to be covered. And then I and then obviously we have to go over the game itself, you know, sort of our predictions like we do we preview each week's games. And during that I'm not allowed to swear. And then we have prop bets. At what point in this can I swear or not swear? It's a good question. I think you can't swear when we're actually discussing the game. 
in, in terms, right? Like in terms of picking the game, point spread, all that. Right? Yeah, all that stuff. So I, I would assume we would do that before we get into the specifics of prop bets. I think we do the prop bets first, Tug. Okay. And the grand finale is who we're taking. Yes, I'm, I'm fine with that. I think we're, I think we're building up. This is, you know, Tug. You're a writer. You're you're a movie guy. The, the story arc here, right? We're building up to the climax. There's only only one story. I mean, this is all fodder and fun, but we're all waiting to hear who Andy's going to pick because we know the game's going to be over once he makes that selection. <laughs> it, I, I mean, that that's the other thing too. Is like, you know, my prop bets. Every basically everything. It, of my prediction is based on who Ruther takes. We'll get a sense right. of who who Ruther likes with his prop uh, selections, I'm sure. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have a chance to hedge a little bit, maybe. All right. Well, look, let's hop into the prop bets. But we, we could talk. I do want to reference this Ringer story, which I sent both you guys. And I thought it was a great story because it talked about not only the the mindset of someone who's a sports fan in St. Louis to watching the Rams then within three years make the Super Bowl, but just the fact that sports owners in general move teams and when they decide they're going to move teams, don't care at all. And they listed so many examples of how teams turn it around and become amazing. Like I feel like this is something nobody talks about. But it's it's a great point. Did you did you have a chance to look at the article, Tug? You know, I've, I'm embarrassed to say I didn't read it, even though you begged me to read it. Oh. Uh, I'm sure Joe read it. I did not. <laughs> <laughs> That's the kind of authority that Ruther commands around. Neither here. of you guys read it. <laughs> right, we're gonna I t- was certain Tug was going to read it. <laughs> Let's take 12 minutes right now for Andy to read the entire article to all of us. It's by Roger Sherman at the Ringer. But basically, his point was this: he listed so many examples from Seattle, then only having a couple bad years in OKC to then being good to obviously the Rams here. This is what the Raiders are doing where they're just going to purposely tank and be good. And the reason a lot of it hit home for me, I was in an undergrad in St. Louis, basically in the Rams heyday, the greatest show on turf. I will never forget the Super Bowl party that I was at when they lost to the Patriots. So I've seen this whole thing in a weird way. I feel like it's been following me because the Rams have then moved. I mean, it's it's kind of ironic, right, that all this would happen and then I went to school there and I, and I saw them lose to the Patriots, a game none of us saw. And it's just crazy to think that all this even happened too. I don't know if you guys realize this. I didn't know this. Kroenke married into the Walton family. So this is all, this is all, like, he doesn't give a shit. And the fact that he, now his wife technically is the owner of the Avalanche, of the Nuggets. He's the owner of Arsenal. We talk about monopolies in this country, not to go down too far this path, but how is it the same family allowed to own an NHL team, a Major League Baseball, I'm sorry, an NBA team, and an NFL team? Right? Like, does that, do you guys have issues with that? Well, it's different, different. Sports, different product. I can't. You can't say it's a monopoly. I mean, I don't. They're not fighting against each other. If he owned the Rams and the Cardinals and the Niners, then obviously we're talking about something very different. But I mean, very few people have the money to spend on sports. I mean, it's it's, it's going to be the same group of people buying everything. It is like, you know, like it is that one sense a multinational conglomerate, the one person. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm totally okay with this guy, and and he's also scattered in different areas too. It's not like he's you know holding one city hostage or anything. 
Yeah, but I, I, I don't know. I just I find it very interesting. Well, I mean, he his family owns two teams in Denver. I'm just saying it's kind of crazy how these owners can basically say "f you" to the city. The the point of the article also is he never even attempted to win in St. Louis for like five years because he was playing the long game on this. They said Kroenke knew in 2010 that he wanted to move to L.A. So my argument is this. you In a way, you have to have some sympathy for St. Louis fans when he dealt with Jeff Fisher and let him run the show for, what, five, six years. Then the minute they get to L.A., everything changes. They fire Fisher that first season. They hire, obviously, Sean McVay worked out, but they go after free agents. All those things, to me, is just a bigger... It shines a light on the problem with owners who just don't give a shit. That's all I'm trying to say. Well, but here, here's the thing. And, of course, you know, you got to feel bad for sports fans who have a team and then that team leaves. But uh, uh, two things. First of all, the Rams were in L.A. They went to St. Louis. Sure. Where, were, uh, where are these Rams fans that are like, oh, they're returning to where they belong and this is right? No, this is like our team was ripped away from us. What about the Rams fans in L.A. who had the team ripped away from them and it went to St. Louis? No one's no, – I, I haven't heard a single St. Louis fan be like, this is right. This is what it was meant to happen. Give us back the Arizona Cardinals. You know, the uh, the other thing is the St. Louis Cardinals baseball team isn't going to L.A. It's not going to Vegas. Why? Because St. Louis Cardinals fans have, quote unquote, the best fans in baseball and everybody loves Bush Stadium. The, the Steelers aren't leaving Pittsburgh. The Giants aren't leaving New York. The Bears aren't leaving Chicago. No matter what, not not if they put a trillion dollar stadium on Mars. Is, are any of those teams leaving? Because those fans are psychotic about their teams. Now, you can say, oh, Ram- St. Louis Rams fans were good. If they were good to the point where it, it w- they lose money going to Los Angeles, they wouldn't have gone. He made a business decision. And the business decision was, I'm going to make more money there. If these guys had supported to the point where he could overcharge St. Louis Rams fans for tickets like every other NFL team does, he would have stayed. Look, I agree with you, all your points about them going back. I, I'm just, again, I'm trying to shine a light on the whole thing with owners and this revolving door and how they leverage cities. You know, I've said this forever. It's just it's just such bullshit. I mean, look at Oakland right now. They basically have said, we don't care about our last couple years. Like, don't you guys think that that's, that's not a good look for the game? Well, you know, we're talking about the NFL. If we're bringing it to the NFL... We're- the reality is we're only talking about a couple of franchises that are doing that. I mean, uh, the the Raiders haven't they've been sort of like out in the wilderness for the last 30 years moving around. Yeah. So why why are we thinking this anything different? And I agree with Joe's point to 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 the fact that like I think when we were watching the St. Louis Rams, maybe if you were in St. Louis you'd like to, to to believe that's your team, but I don't think other fans were like, yeah, this this is the St. Louis Rams forever. These are the St. Louis Rams definitely. Yeah. Like no one believed that. Like, sure. So there's only three or four franchises that have really moved around. To t- and you know what's literally not a good look for the NFL? A football game taking place on a baseball field with a fucking <laughs> pitcher's mound in the middle of it. So if Oakland cared so much about the Raiders, give them a fucking stadium that isn't a goddamn dump. But again, that brings in the whole thing of making the taxpayers pay for it when these owners have, most of them, billions of dollars. I mean, Kroenke is paying, 
and investors, private businessmen are paying for the Rams and Chargers new stadium. I love that model. I just don't like when owners leverage the city and make these threats of we'll leave. I mean, we, well, we, we still do see that in all sports all the time. Well, again, we you know we obviously just went over this with the Chargers, right? What the Chargers, uh, you know, uh, vote or whatever was not even to tax the the people of San Diego. It was to tax the you know visitors and this tourism tax and whatever. So now people are upset that they left, but they didn't want to vote for other people visiting their city to get taxed. It's like. Look, that's just the way it is. Until the NFL says, you know, we're making it illegal to have tax subsidies for your stadium, you got to do what you got to do. I mean, these guys are all businessmen. The sad part for me was when I was thinking about all the the franchises that have moved cities in the past 30, 40 years, I didn't even think of the Chargers. <laughs> just it's it's such a weird franchise to me. Yeah. Um no, it is. That, that's always been flirting with being a really good team, but just kind of irrelevant in the landscape of the NFL. Sure. Um, All right. Well, guys, we got that out of the way. We got a lot to cover. But before we get into the actual prop bets, I want to let everyone know, tickets for the Super Bowl are available on SeatGeek. Prano, you're closer to Atlanta than we are. Have you hopped on SeatGeek and looked for those three, $4,000 tickets? No, I have not. Um, of all the Super Bowl games, Rams, Pats isn't the one. I've, uh, you know, I'm going to save my my SeatGeek promo code for next year's Super Bowl when when my Giants are in it. Oh, you're already making an early prediction, huh? Come on, I predict it every year. Yeah, I know. Well, guys, if you want to go to the Super Bowl or any sports event, any live entertainment, we're talking music comedy shows, Broadway, all your tickets are in one spot. SeatGeek. SeatGeek lets you see exactly where you're going to sit, which is why I love using them. I had debated. I had flirted with going to Elton John this weekend. I'll be honest. The tickets were pretty expensive. I'm going to wait, Tug. I was going to hit you up about that. I'm going to wait. He comes back to the Honda Center in Anaheim in September. Tickets are, are way uh at a much better rate for that. Get better return on investment. But Dirtballs, best of all, you guys get $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. Just download the SeatGeek app and enter promo code DIRTY today. That's promo code DIRTY for $10 off your first SeatGeek purchase. SeatGeek, life's an event. We have the tickets. Okay, let's get to our Super Bowl 53 prop bets. Joe Prano, you are allowed to swear. We are not doing the actual in-game or preview game analysis yet. So uh, just quick heads up on that. Let's start with the national anthem. Now, I have it on the big screen here, Tug. I don't know what you're what you're looking at. It's like you don't trust me. I do trust you, but I'm looking. There's some, there's some deep dive... Uh... There's some deep dive prop bets that I want to make sure that we added on for the for the dirt balls because I think we've got some automatic winners and I just okay. don't, I don't want to miss them. So we'll start with the national anthem, which will be sung by Gladys Knight. Correct. Now, Joe Prano, the over and under on this is a minute forty seven seconds. I'm not going to name the website we're using because they're not a sponsor right now, and I'm not going to do that unless they pay me. So right now, we have. Minus 160 on over a minute 47, and we have under 147 at plus 120. I have no clue. I didn't do any research. I have no clue what the normal national anthem is. I, I And I'm not really too familiar with how 
What, what's she sing again? Can somebody give me a heads up? What's Gladys Knight sing? She sang with the Pips in the last train to Georgia is her one of her biggest hits, if not the, the biggest hits that she has. Okay. I'm not going to sing it. Gotcha. But the, the, but the Pips will not be involved in this, right? Uh, as far as it's I know, just... yep, that's correct. I don't know if there's any Pips. So it's just her. Um, and so I, I, I listen, I follow a couple guys pretty closely. Uh, I follow a couple other betting podcasts. Uh, Gil Alexander's podcast is excellent for people, uh, degenerates out there like me who want to, uh, get some inside edge. He loves now the, the line has been moving. I'm just going to say this. The line has been moving. It, it, it's been set at 147. There was a 150 out there less of last week. So the, the number is moving down. And we think the value, my team of, of degenerates. We? But, yep, I have, a, I have a collective. Now, now, do you talk with multiple people about a bet like this? Multiple ne- syndicates. Um, <laughs> I'm out there running money for different accounts overseas. Um, and we like the under in this. We like the value of the under at plus 120, under 147. The reason we like it. Again, Gil Alexander has been a great help for this. We like the the old school nature that Gladys Knight provides. She's not here trying to, to like sing for world records. She's not here to hold notes for two and a half minutes. Yeah, she's she's just a, just a, a queen of soul, not named Aretha Franklin. And I think she's just gonna be it's gonna be clean as a whistle, beautiful, well done, and under one forty seven for plus one twenty juice. Joe, what do you think? I am going the other way, and I'm going the other way. Once you confirm that the pips were not involved, I think the pips uh, were historically known to keep Gladys grounded. And without, <laughs> without the pips there to shackle her, um, I, think, I, think she goes, I think she gets a little I think she gets a little too into it. I think the pips would you know, calm her down and say, hey, this isn't, about, this isn't about you. This is about the anthem. I think uh, Gladys loses it. She gets a little bit too big of an ego. No pips around to uh, to talk her down, and I think she goes over one forty seven. She gets drunk on her own power. Like this is my time to, to go solo. Exactly. I'm going to oh. show people what I can do. Sans pips. I think <laughs> I agree with Tug. I think this is all Gladys Knight. Well, wa- we lost. We're over one. Gladys. Already, I'm already paying Joe. <laughs> Gladys Knight. She just she you know she comes in. She does her thing, and she's gone. She's not trying to extend those notes like Christina Aguilera or anything. She just does her thing. I'm going to say under 147 on the national anthem. Now, another national anthem prop bet I want to cover. Will any player kneel during the national anthem? Currently, we have plus 400 on yes and minus 700 on no. Will any player kneel during the national anthem? I think the answer here is obviously no. This is, a, but this is a stay away bet because you're getting you're, it's minus seven hundred on no. So why even why even put money on that? Um, I, like if I were gonna if if you forced me to bet it, I'd bet yes. But I don't think any player does. I agree with Joe on this. I think it's a stay away. I mean, yeah, if you want to put plus four hundred, you want to put like you know. What ten dollars on it or whatever, you know, or, or twenty dollars? Sure, have fun with it. But like the obvious play to me seems like a no. Uh, we we haven't got. I've seen no articles about e- either player on this either team throughout the year kneeling. 
Yeah. So well, to be honest, the whole NFL killed this. I don't know why it, they're always three years behind, which is always remarkable. I, I believe what they told all the networks was stop showing the national anthem. Whereas in 2018, I'm sorry, 2017, they always would show the national anthem. And I think the NFL stepped in in the offseason and said, stop showing the national anthem. Now, obviously, it's a Super Bowl, so they will show the national anthem. I'm going to agree with you guys. Uh, it's not a good bet to do, but I don't think anybody's going to kneel. All right. Here's another one. Once again, Go once ahead. again, my bet's totally different if the pips are involved. I think people kneel if the pips are there, for sure. <laughs> do you think Scotty Pippen likes the pips? Is there, is there any relation with Scotty Pippen and the pips? No? Hundred percent. Yeah. Well, there, there's there's cer- there's certainly a relation because much like Gra- Gladys Knight being nothing without the pips, we could say that about uh, the guy Scotty was with too. Uh, you know what, Prano? I was hoping you would do that. I was trying to set up a Jordan joke, and you you never fail. I mean, even when he's two thousand miles away, Tug. It's just great teamwork right there. You guys are. I guess you're not the Jordan Pippen of of just setting each other up. But. I'm the Ron Harper. Is that right? <laughs> Prano's the Jordan. I'm he's the Ron, coach. I'm the, I'm the Ron Harper. Okay. Uh, I, I just want to jump in. There's no mention on your board of the the coin toss. There's none because uh, I don't care about no, that. Let me just say this, just for for the people who are you know playing games at home. I just want to say that last year the coin landed on heads. Okay. It was it broke a streak of five tails in a row. Just want everyone to know that. Before that, it was five heads in a row. Okay. So we're just seeing really big momentum swings of a bunch of years at heads, a bunch of years at tails. I've, I've heard from my, again, my syndicates in Vegas are telling me <laughs> that there's a, a ton of money pouring in on heads this year. Really? Yes. There, it's, um, it's, it's slightly less juice at minus 102, I think. So if you're feeling like you believe in trends and you want to just ride the wave... Heads is your play this year. And I know that the Patriots called heads in the game against Kansas City, won that coin toss, and then got them to the Super Bowl. Well, it's all luck. So, see, that's is why, it? That's why is I, it, that, Andy? That's, that's why I don't, don't even bother with these things. All right, now here's a stupid one that I put on. Just, You're asking a question about National Anthem and you don't bother with it? Like, what are you talking about? You don't bother with the National We just talked about the National Anthem. What, the coin toss? What, we have no control over any of this stuff, so... What are you talking about? Yeah, but my but the the, the coin toss it's just it's 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 We're not diving into the skill of Gladys Knight's like ability to hold notes, the pips, I mean that's inside knowledge that Joe just gave us. That's what I'm saying though. It's a little different. All right. The the, the coin toss is just a flip. Unbelievable. All right. Number three on my list. Number of tweets that President Donald Trump does on February third, the day of the Super Bowl. We are at over six at minus one twenty. Under six at minus 120. Now, I don't know because I don't follow Donald Trump. I don't care about really his tweets. They're saying on average he's tweeting about six times a day. Is he going to tweet more or less than six times during Super Bowl Sunday? Do either of you guys have a clue about how much he tweets or any insight into this? I don't follow Donald Trump. Um, I, I actually say out loud, I hate you to anybody that quote tweets Donald Trump. Um, <laughs> I, like it's 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 like a nervous tick at this point, um, but it's the Super Bowl, right? Like he's probably he's probably gonna have a tweet that that runs into you know he's probably gonna do a multi part tweet on the day. Here's why all these NFL players are sons of bitches and whatever. If I had to bet, I'm going over six, especially since the money's even on both sides. I'm going over six. 
Now, I'm looking on a specific site that has this uh, same prop bet, and it has, uh, according to their bet, is over, um, the over is minus 140. So maybe this is a little bit late, but we're seeing some money come in on the under. Now, my syndicates tell me... <laughs> <laughs> can you give me any names in your syndicates? No, I can't. I, can't I, don't, I don't give away any sources. They just they just give me money and I run it for them. Okay. And um, I, they they tell me the over is the lean here. Okay. Especially if you're correlating it to the Patriots. Patriots winning. Who's a, who's one of the biggest fans of the Patriots out there? Donald Trump. So they win. Racists. Oh, sorry. <laughs> you're saying, you're saying <laughs> specifically. Got they, it. they win. You got to imagine there's going to be a flood of tweets. Coming in, congratulating the Patriots. That's a good point. So he's tweeted. He's tweeted thirteen times today. It's I mean, a correlation. Over, yeah. The, I, oh, oh. I, I, I might hammer that over. But yeah, yeah, exactly. My, my over for me too. I'm 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 going over as well. So all three of us are going over. Okay. All right. Now here's a couple. The next. Let's move into the in-game stuff. I really like this one. How many plays will Tony Romo correctly predict during the game? The over at seven and a half is minus one forty. The under at minus seven and a half is even. Again, this is how many plays will Romo call correct during the game? This is an absurd prop. How? Like, what defines correct? I agree. This is like this is uh, if you bet this, you're just begging to get screwed. The way I got screwed on Coldplay a couple years ago, like. Remember when Coldplay played a first song, and then they were just like, "That's just no." Not even you didn't song. get you didn't get screwed. They played one. I got, I got, they I they got played it right in the ass. They Coldplay played a different song. They first. played one note. They didn't even. Yeah, that's say, a. They didn't that's sing a song. They didn't sing. They always do. They do medleys in the Super Bowl. They don't ever play full songs. God, he still he still hasn't gotten over the 2017 I'm just Super saying, Bowl. If you want to get fucked in the ass by a bet, bet on this because okay. then they're just going to be like, that wasn't necessarily correct. He said he was going to throw it to Gronk on the slant, but he threw it to Gronk on a skinny post. You're just like you're begging to get your money stolen by somebody if you make this bet. So, I agree. I agree. Uh, I'm taking under seven and a half for the even money if you force me to, which I would not bet it at gunpoint. I agree with Joe. This this smells like a bet that's going to return uh, all money. Like there's going to be some problem with the bet, so they're going to pay out both sides. Um, however, Tony Romo is a great Dallas Cowboy quarterback. He's probably going to predict every play right. So I'm going to go over seven and a half. And we all saw a stat earlier. Someone, uh, I think the Wall Street Journal went out and um, they reviewed every game that Romo uh, called this year. And of the plays that he predicted, he was right 68% of the time. I'm so, going to go under. That's a dumb. It's dumb. It's not dumb. Here's why. I think the producers and execs at CBS are going to say, maybe chill out and call on all the plays, dude. Why the, the, the social media exploded on, for Tony, and supported Tony Romo? Let uh, me let me here. I'm going to make another case for the under. Tony Romo, great, always been great, great and broadcaster, much like he was a great quarterback. Big stage, epic meltdown. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I like that. I like that angle, Prano. I yeah, think he's, I think he's excited. Gonna, this is going to be this is going to be the two interception uh, game against the Giants of broadcasting. He's just going to start duffing them. He's going to start dropping uh, field goal snaps. Oh, don't don't! I'm getting flashbacks <laughs> right now. But you know what? I think he's going to be excited to be at his first Super Bowl. 
I think he's going to play our call game extremely well. I'm going to stay at home and not go to any parties just to listen to Tony. Uh, and for that, I think he's going to go over. Okay, well, two unders and one over. All right, and next in-game, how many times will the broadcast mention Sean McVay's age? I like this one. Tell us. Oh, over one and a half is minus 175. Under one and a half times is plus 135. So I like where it's at, the one and a half. How many times will they mention Sean McVay's age? I'm going to go under. I think they mentioned his age once. They'll say he is the youngest because Izzy, I don't know if he is the youngest coach ever, youngest head coach to ever be in a Super Bowl. I think they'll say it once and be done. I like the under as well in this. This this feels like this is something that feels like a trap to me. Uh, it feels like something that's gonna, they're going to mention it multiple times. I feel like it's not that big a story. I like the under. This this is always I always question these broadcasts like is this from kickoff to final whistle like because you know they're going to mention it you know they'll probably mention it in the 10 minutes before the game starts uh they're definitely mentioning it at least once during the game i i'm going to go under to the plus 135 value i think they mentioned it once from you know from kickoff to a whistle i will say this there's a prop bet out there on certain sites that uh, bets allows, allows you to bet whether or not they're going to show the um the, the, the football videotape from like 2008 when Edelman played quarterback in college against McVay as a wide receiver. I, I'm 100% convinced. Miami, that, Ohio versus Kent State. Exactly. I'm 100% convinced they're going to show that video of highlights of that game. By the way, that's wild that you just said that. Think about that. Edelman plays quarterback for Kent State. This is the Mid-American Conference against McVay as a wide receiver in Miami of Ohio. Dude, my, you know that gif where the dude's head's exploding? Yeah. My head just exploded. Edelman goes off in that game, too. I looked at the stats. He goes off in that game. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so if you can find that bet somewhere on one of your sites about the uh, prop bet about whether they're going to show a clip from that game, I, I would hammer that. It's a good. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's great. Great call, Tug. Thank yeah. you. This is why you bring on the show. This is why we bring you on the show, Tug. My phone's blowing up with my syndicate saying, what are you doing? Stop giving away such free money. Like, you know, <laughs> I, I'm sorry, guys. My syndicates. <laughs> All right, I would love to hear you and your syndicates take on this next one. I, Prano just brought up Coldplay. Let's get to the Super Bowl halftime show. We'll start off with, again, Prano, the first song. What will be the first song performed by Maroon 5? All right, I'm going to go through. They have a lot of these. Let me just go through these real quickly. The odds-on favorite is One More Night at plus 300. Makes Me Wonder is next at plus 500. Then Sugar at plus 550. Animals at plus 600. Girls Like You at plus 600. Moves Like Jagger at plus 600. Don't Want to Know at plus 700. Payphone at plus 1,000. Maps at plus 1,500. She Will Be Loved at plus 1,500. And This Love at plus 1,500. Now, I'll just start off by saying... I don't know many Maroon 5 songs. I just don't. I have no clue about this. Uh, so I'll let you guys go first. I'll let you guys who may have a little more knowledge of Maroon 5. Joe, you start. I, uh, I, go ahead, Doug. No, no, you start. I got, I got, I got some knowledge to drop uh, after this. Um, I think the I think the odds-on favorite, One More Night, being like a recent single that you know you always want to push that. If, I, if I'm putting money on this, I'm spreading it out between One More Night and... Uh, Girls like you, girls like you, plus six hundred. Their hit, their most recent like big hit, the one you hear on the radio all the time. They 
at plus 600, just getting a little money on that, them wanting to start off with a bang, hooking people in, I think is a, is a good play. Uh, I, I'm going to go between that and the odds favorite. So just to sum up, what was the prediction? Uh, one, I, I'm splitting my bet between one more night and uh, girls like you. Okay, so again, my um, one person I really like to listen to about uh, all things betting is Gil Alexander. So check out his blog. He has predicted a lot of these <laughs> prop bets right over the last few years. He's on a deep dive, and I did a, a, a piggybacked off his stuff. He said of the last thirty shows, this is not on the list, but of the last thirty-seven shows that Maroon Five has done, they have led off with a song that's not on the list. It's called "What Lovers Do." Again, I'm, I'm similar to Andy. Don't know a lot of songs, but I, and I've done, I've gone through setlist.fm and looked at every one of their sets through last May. You, you are a degenerate. <laughs> I'm you a degenerate. Are, you're a degenerate gambler. So, dog. so look. Here, here's I'm just excited to give information to the dirtballs out there. If you see a if you see on your site a field bet, I think it's worth the flyer because every one of their their shows take the field is what lovers do. Now I've looked through. I'm, I'm intrigued by this. I'm not a big Maroon 5 listener, but you know, I'm an appreciator. The, every one of these sets I've looked at, the, the, three, the top three songs are the same. What Lovers Do, the second song is Payphone, and the third song is This Love. Now, this is, this is going back to every show since May. But let me ask this. I get what you're saying and what this guy is doing, on the deep dive, but that's the, for their fans. People are coming when they go see Maroon 5 live. That's for their fans. This is where not only they're going to see their fans, obviously, across the country, but we're talking about a broad range of people like us who don't follow their music. So to me, I think you can take that and throw that out the window. I don't think their set list matters for their normal concerts. I think what they're going to do now is like what Prano's saying, either a recent hit or what's more popular. And that's fine. All we can do is look at past performance okay. and try to perfect the future. Okay? <laughs> so I'm just looking at the things they've done, and I think, yeah, you know, I, what I think they're going to do, if I had to predict Maroon 5's performance, they're going to hold true to some of the songs, and they're going to bring out a few surprise guests. Well, we'll get to that in yeah, a minute. Yeah, exactly. And that's why I think I want to hammer some of those plays. So I'm going to go with This Love. as Because I, I don't think you start with Payphone. I don't think you start with payphone. But let me ask this I'm real go quick. With this love at whatever number that is. What are the more up tempo songs, guys? I have no clue. This love I could see because that's a little more up tempo. Like, are, are some of these ones? Do you guys know by I looking mean, at this? I mean, they're all Maroon Five songs. What are we talking about here? I think Maroon Five is hot garbage for the record. I'll just say it. I'll go on record. Oh, hold on, hold on. Let me retract that. Oh, quick retraction. <laughs> immediate, immediate retraction to a hot take. I love it. I don't want to say hot garbage, but they ain't for me. That's it. That's a very grown-up Ruther. Yeah, I'm trying to grow I, up because I, I, I don't want to. I don't want to diss I people heard who girls have. Girls like you, I thought it was Akon. I was like, Akon's <laughs> still making music. Is there a bet where Akon performs in the Super Bowl? Because I want to take that bet. There's not. Okay, <laughs> I am gonna go with <clears throat> this love as well. Oh God! Sorry, Doug. I'm dead. I'm dead, guys. Okay, now this is a very high number, this next one, concerning the Super Bowl. How many songs... Or actually, you know what? Let, let me jump ahead, and I'll go back to it. Because Tug was curious about guest performances. Will Big Boy and Adam Levine perform... Levine. 
Levine. Okay. Yeah. No, no edifs out there, okay? Not today. Okay. Will Big Boy and Adam Levine... That shows I much- believe it's Big Boy. <laughs> 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 Will Big Boy... And Adam Levine perform Mike Jack at halftime. Now, I had to actually go watch this video on YouTube because I didn't know. So the yes is at minus 400. The no is minus 130. For anybody who doesn't know, Big Boy is from Atlanta. He will be there, right? Correct? Original member of Outcast. Yes. Um, I, to me, you got to look at the number, uh, the, the juice that you're trying to lay at yes. Minus 400 is a, is a big number to me. So... I'm gonna. I, I like the logic from Atlanta. Uh, you know, extends the demographic of Maroon Five to black people. That's correct. Um, <laughs> so I'm gonna go with yes. I'm gonna go with yes as well. This is this is a no brainer. This is this is like you know buying Apple stock. It's just a matter of how much do you want to spend to make a little bit of money. This isn't even about. That this is the we're sorry we didn't book a black band uh, song like Big Boy from Atlanta, Outcast, Atlanta's black music scene, and all that, and they picked Maroon Five, and I'm I'm certain people were violently upset about it that it wasn't you know Jermaine Dupree and Outcast and uh, Little John Boy. And uh, all the people, whoever it is, Usher. Yeah. So this is a sure thing. This is if 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 you want to make you know twenty cents on the dollar, just put all of your money on it. Yeah, I agree. This is a hands down. He's pers- he's for sure performing with Adam Levine. But now they have to perform Mike Jack. I'm assuming that he was featured on the song, right? Yeah. Adam was I'm- featured on Big Boy song. Yeah. All right, so let's do another one. Will his former, because I don't think she's still on the show anymore, right, Christina Aguilera? Will his former voice co-host, Christina Aguilera, make an appearance during the halftime show? Yes is at plus 250. No is at minus 400. They're not adding white people to this performance. There's not, they're not adding extra white people. This is a hard now. I, I, I agree with Joe. I th- I'm just going to follow the juice on minus 400. Also, I think... I, I'm I'm not I'm no longer a viewer uh, of The Voice. Were you a viewer? Were you a viewer? I did watch it. I did watch it. Yeah, because I really like uh, Blake Shelton. Okay, and I, and I like Adam Levine. Yeah, I, I don't listen to a lot of Room Five, but I thought they were uh, were were entertaining. But I don't think he want to. He wants to rock the boat of the Voice family by singling singling out any one you know member of the Voice. Yeah, I don't know. I don't read the tabloids, but. Um, I don't think. Uh, what about your What about your syndicates? Do they have any? My say syndicates on this? have talked to me about the national. They have an inside. We have an insider National Enquirer and Insider, and they think that um, there may be some t- tension, some tension going on. So okay, this, this feels like an auto auto no for me. I'm gonna agree. I think it's a definite no. We're, we're dead, Joe. All right, now a couple more Super Bowl halftime ones. How many songs? I find this one really interesting. Will be played during the halftime show. This seems incredibly high for me. The over-under is at seven and a half for how many songs during the halftime show. Minus 120 at over seven and a half, and also minus 120 at under seven and a half. Now, I know they can play a couple, you know, lines or a couple chords. Guys, I'm going to go under. Seven and a half seems like a lot of songs to be played in, what, 
Well, I mean, how many minutes are we talking? Are we talking six, seven minutes? Does anybody we're talking, know? We're probably talking 15 minutes. And so, you know, medley style, even if you devote two minutes to a song, you know, you're getting, that's probably where they came up with that month, that, that number, 15 minutes, two minutes a song. How many songs is that? Seven and a half. Can I also, now just, the que- okay, go ahead, go ahead, Joe. Now the question is, you know, what, you know, what's considered a song? So I think that they probably go over if you consider that they change to different music for more than seven and a half times. They do it eight times. But I wouldn't touch this. I already got screwed on the songs. I'm not. I'm never playing those again. Just doing a quick deep dive on uh, some some past performers. Um, 2018, Justin Timberlake played 11 songs. 2017, Lady Gaga played seven songs. 2016, Coldplay, Joe's favorite, Bruno Mars and Beyonce played six songs. 2015, Katy Perry, Missy Elliott, Lenny Kravitz played eight songs. Okay, so so on and so forth. It's all around that number, that six, eight number with Justin Timberlake going to 11. I'm going to go under just barely. I think it's going to land at seven. I think seven is the number. I'm going to go under as well. All right, if I'm putting money on, I'm going over all right, one more Super Bowl halftime one. This one, I'm definitely saying no. Will Adam Levine be wearing a hat at the start of the halftime show? Again, that's what's important here. At the start, yes is minus 110, no is minus 130. I think it's, there's no way. He's a good-looking guy. His people are like, dude, you got to be showing that that moneymaker face of yours. I'm saying there's no way he's wearing a hat at the start of the halftime show. I agree. I, th- I, I mean, you know, as a fo- you know a former viewer of The Voice, I can't even remember one instance where I saw him in a hat. Um, so I'm glad you said that. Talk. I just Googled image searched Adam Levine hat because I'm like, I don't think I've ever seen the guy wearing a hat. Now, here's something to consider. If you Google that, the majority of pictures of him in a hat he is wearing either a Los Angeles Dodgers hat or a hat that just says Los Angeles. So, little outlier, potentially a Rams hat on. That's a great call. Oh. Does he alienate the audience right off the bat? I, I think you know. I think if he's going to pull a hat out, this is not really related to the bet, but he might do it at the last second. Yes, to show his support to the LA or the Rams. Yes, but he's not going to alienate the audience. You know, fifty percent. Patriots fans or whatever, right off the bat, I just can't see it happening. But um, but you know, quick, quick question for you guys. Uh, you know, I haven't talked to to people that that know more than me. But like, are, are people involved with these bets? Adam Levine, are they hammering these bets? Can you hammer these bets? Sh- should be right, right? Absolutely should- destroying. I mean, unloading on can Adam Levine wear a hat? I'd be like, what, what's the best odds I have? Please. Back up my life savings. That's a great question. Can he put a million dollars down and say, I'm definitely not wearing a hat on this bet? He should I, definitely have someone I, I, run money for him. 100% someone yeah. run it for him. And he's, we get rich. I, I, feel like, I feel like Vegas is smart. Like how many people really are, like who's putting a ton of money on the hat prop? So if they see one come in, they're probably immediately taking that off the board, right? I mean, you just, you just, I, I, you just, or, or just change the, uh, flip the odds. So it's, also, how much, also, how much money does Adam Levine need where he's going to be caught in some sort of hat prop bet scandal? I love it. What about Gladys it. Knight, though? <laughs> I mean, it's been years. Gladys Knight should go 
The pips. She's, she's, yeah, the pips. The pips should money. The unload. Pips. The, the, <laughs> the, the, the pips should be hitting up Gladys Knight right now and be like, give me a demo of your song. I want, we want to time it just for fun. And then yeah. just go straight to Vegas and go yeah. to, each pip should go to a different casino and at the same time unload yeah. the max. <laughs> that prop bet has been taken off the board after after the MGM casino company has realized that multiple pips have been spotted entering casinos in Las Vegas. The facial recognition that that Facebook has come up with after the ten year challenge has spotted numerous pips around. This should definitely Las be like Vegas. a CBS summertime movie where the pips decide to like invade Vegas, like Ocean's Eleven. With the pips. Yeah. I think we're writing the movie right now as we speak. This is it. This is a movie. I mean, the, the people who <laughs> produce the Oceans franchises are already in because they're like, wow, now we just made a black Oceans 11 and we didn't even really have to cast it. Yeah, exactly. There's a lot of potential here. I like so, this. Anyway, it's, it's something I think about a lot. I'm like, if, if you know you're involved with a, a bet, I, I mean, I don't know what the rules are, but you have to but, give but someone not, a load. But not even, like, not even like Adam Levine or Gladys Knight. Let's say you're... One of these talents, managers, a charity, Adam Levine's charity, be like, let's let's make some money. I mean, big boy's got to be letting his homies know, like, look, guys, I'm performing with Adam Levine, hundred percent. All you guys take all those earnings that you were gonna, all that money you were gonna spend this weekend in Atlanta strip club. Don't do it. Go put heavy on me performing with him. Yeah, this is a. By the way, by the way, congratulations to everybody who bet the prop. Uh, over eight mentions of the pips on the Dirty Sports Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, we've probably mentioned the pips more on this podcast than they've been mentioned in the last 20 years, like ever. What do you guys think? I mean, definitely. That's why, that's why they're begging Gladys to go under. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's get to some in-game bets. Let's do the first big one, the first touchdown scorer. All right, do I go? I mean, there's a ton. On, I mean, this list has a ton. Do I do I just mow through these? Or, or, or mean, we just select, you know. Okay, first yeah. touchdown score. Your odds-on favorite is Sony Michelle at plus 500. Then you have Todd Gurley at plus 600. C.J. Anderson plus 700. Brandon Cooks plus 750. Robert Woods plus 750. James White plus 900, along with Julian Edelman and Gronk. Those are all plus 900. Then... Uh, Josh Reynolds, Rex Burkhead are all at plus 1,000. Then you start getting into tight ends and all that stuff. And then any other touchdown score is plus 700. What do you guys think? I love Josh Reynolds at plus 1,000. Really? I like, I like the Rams getting the ball first. I like them having a good scripted drive. And I like the I – like, I like Josh Reynolds – a black guy named Josh Reynolds, that's just so classic Super Bowl. You're like, who saw that coming? Plus, I like the value at 10 to 1. And I don't hate Tyler Higby at 20 to 1 either. That's a good call. I like the tight ends in this situation, but I would go the Gerald Everett route um, for me. I think Gerald Everett uh, is, is game f- 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 to, have a, to have a nice one. So he's at plus 2,500 yeah. on this. I think... Um, I think with the classic Patriots scheme of like trying to shut down a number one, there's really no true number one wide receiver for, for the Rams, Rams. Yeah, where you know they end up like putting uh, their, their top corner uh, the Patriots and then bracketing their number two. 
I think they got some scheme planned out for the wide receivers. So I like the I like the running backs and the tight ends for the Rams to have some some really good uh, performances this weekend. So I'm gonna go I'm gonna go chalky with Gurley because I think Gurley to me, you know, everyone's curious about what's going on right now with his health. Are they are they they just everyone in the Rams saying he's completely healthy? You know, it's the success of C.J. Anderson right now that's kind of helping him share the load. I think he'll come out afterwards and say that he might need a clean-up surgery on a knee or something. Yeah. But I think the value on Gurley is as low as it's been all year. Um, so I think Gurley's got a real ch- chance at plus 600. Well, this is my take. The biggest weakness for the Patriots' defense is giving up big plays. Therefore, if I'm going to put money on that, if for the Rams to score first... I would take that money and I would put it on a big play from either Brandon Cooks or Robert Woods. I would put it on Brandon Cooks at plus 750. Now, if the Patriots score first, I also think the Rams defense, if they're, what's their weakness? They give up some, they got some holes in the secondary as well. I'm either going to go Brandon Cooks or Julian Edelman at plus 900. You gotta love Burkhead at plus a thousand too. I mean, that's just some that's just some Belichick troll shit right there. Yeah, I agree. I like the Burkhead move too. And if the Rams get the ball, I don't know. I mean, Goff sneaks the ball in too. You know, sometimes. So I, I don't hate. I know it's a crazy bet, but I don't hate. Where's Goff at? He, Goff and Brady are both at plus five thousand. I don't hate either of those. All right, first, now let's... I just want to say also, you mentioned Brandon Cooks, you know... It Go is, ahead. It is a Brandon Cooks revenge game of sorts. Uh, he's, he's got revenges against a few teams now, but He like, basically died last year. Remember that? Do you yeah. remember that hit? Yep. You guys, do you remember that hit, Prano, against the Eagles? Yeah. He, mm-hmm. he was playing, playing pretty well, and then I think that was his only catch of the game, but it was a good catch. Brandon Cooks literally... No, he died. Like, this is a new Brandon Cooks, guys. <laughs> this is, I, I'm convinced this is not the same guy. If you remember that hit from last year... He literally died. Elon Musk has rebuilt Brandon <laughs> Cooks. Exactly. From, from broken parts. All right, so let's do first touchdown score for each team. The Patriots, we have Sony Michelle at plus 250, Julian Edelman plus 400, James White plus 450, same for Gronk. Rex Burkhead is at plus 500, Hogan plus 800, Philip Dorsett 1200, and so forth. Then we start going down the list. What do we think? First touchdown score for the Patriots. Well, let me just say this before we even get into that. You're you're better off betting whoever you like in these on the on the first touchdown scored in the game and picking one from each team because they're you know, the the, the odds are cut in half. Yeah. So you may as well just do that and, and hope for the bigger number. Um you know, hope they score first. But so with that said, I'm going with the same guys. I'm going with Burkhead for the Patriots and I'm going for uh Josh Reynolds for uh, the first touchdown for the Rams. And one thing I think you, you might be hitting at this, Joe, is that um, to, to, to pepper the Rams a little bit more in the first touchdown just because of the propensity for the Patriots to defer uh, to the second half so much. So the Rams, are, I would say if you're, if you're going to bet on who gets the ball first, you're going to bet on the Rams. Yeah. Because they, they probably want to come out first and score. And the Patriots, if they win the toss, they'll probably most likely defer. Sure. I, so, I also think isn't uh, I know I know the stat was at least going into last year the Patriots have never scored a first quarter touchdown. That's correct. They they, they scored for the first time 
last uh, last year they scored three points in the first quarter. First time. So they still points. have not scored a first quarter that's, touchdown. That's correct. Wait, in any of these Super Bowls, they they've, they've never scored a touchdown in the Super Bowls with Tom Brady as quarterback. They will this year. I think it's a decent time to to take that bet. Yeah, I think that I think that stat has become a little bit public, and so I think we might see a touchdown. What do we think about this James Devlin at plus three thousand? To me, I've seen that number, that name being passed around a little bit. That that, that feels like a uh, give, let me take your money from the house uh, situation. Little, I, little little fullback out of the backfield. I think it's fool's gold. Okay, to me, one person. I'm 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 not convinced James Devlin is a player on either team. So I will say. <laughs> I'm. I'm not, sounds like one of the names in a law firm. One guy that I want to Edelman hasn't scored a lot of touchdowns, um, you know, this year. Um, but there is the uh, I want to get. I want to make sure I'm getting his name right. The Nickel Roby Coleman, uh, the the slot receiver or slot cornerback for the Rams who came out this week and basically said Brady is getting older. He's not great. And you know how Brady loves to like find this guy and score a touchdown against him and then go run into his face and yell at him and chew him out. So I think they've got something set up to, 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 to embarrass this dude. And I think in the last couple Super Bowls that Edelman's played in, he didn't play in the one last year, but you know he's averaging double-digit targets. So I That's think- why I, I like Edelman. I like Edelman in this. That's what I'm saying. So we're agreeing. Okay. God, I'm going to lose so much money. So Prano, I'm agreeing with Ruther so Prano, much. I'm, I'm curious. Why is Gronk not at plus 690? <laughs> yeah, right? So I have to... He didn't, make, he didn't make the list. I have to address it. You're going hard at Gillette on our Twitter feed, huh? Well, uh, well, you know me. Uh, it, uh, like, first of all, the Gillette thing, what a dumb... Like, it's another thing where everybody involved is stupid. If you care... What Gillette's doing with their stupid razor advertisements, you're a loser. If you think it's great, you're a loser. If you think it's awful, you're a loser. Great. Be a be a, a, a razor company that's trying to get involved in like woke, toxic masculinity. Great. I like look, I, I use Harry's razors. I I only use Harry's razors. I never used Gillette. Like it's a joke. Uh but we, my thing is always the hypocrisy. Oh, yeah. you're gonna be you're gonna be the woke razor company that keeps replying to people on Twitter like, "Thank you for your support. We think this is a conversation that we need to be having." You're inserting yourself into the into the mainstream media news with your stupid ad, and now you're just gonna let the guy who plays at Gillette Stadium make sixty nine jokes to every girl he's ever talked to. Either pull, either you're not sponsoring their stadium anymore. Or you're hypocritical, fucking woke losers. And I believe he has a personal endorsement deal with them as well. I could be wrong on that. Well, Joe, I'm glad that you brought up our good friends at Harry's because Tug can see firsthand. Tug, look how fresh my face looks today. I shaved. You look three years younger. Look, three three years younger. No more beard, no more mustache, all because of my friends at Harry's Razor's. Such a there's nothing better, Prano. You'd agree to this. There's nothing better than waking up like today. I get up, I'm looking scraggly. I know I'm gonna just hop in the shower. I get that fresh shave gel with the fresh new blade. They got those amazing, amazing German engineer cartridges. Dirt balls. 
Now, Andy, is there any truth to the rumor that you used that fifth trimmer blade to take down the upper part of your chest hair for that V-neck? There, there's no truth to that. Uh, I just stopped growing hair there, but I should because that fifth trimmer blade is amazing. And dirt balls, you guys can start off the new year. We're already in February with their amazing trial offer. You can claim yours by going to harrys.com forward slash dirty. Get a $13 value trial set that comes with everything you need for a close, comfortable shave, just like myself. You get that weighted ergonomic handle, five-blade razor with a lubricating strip and trimmer blade, rich lathering shave gel, and a travel blade cover. Dirt balls, you can redeem this trial set once again at harrys.com forward slash dirty. Make sure you go to harrys.com forward slash dirty to redeem your offer and let them know I sent you to help support the show. And, you know, I, I want to make it clear that I'm not talking about the topic we were talking about before the ad while we're doing this ad. But if you are a person that doesn't feel like going to a barbecue and having hamburgers makes you a monster, get yourself some Harry's razors. That's a great point. It's a great point, Joe Prano. All right, let's get to the Rams first touchdown. The odds-on favorites are C.J. Anderson and Todd Gurley at plus 300. Then we have Brandon Cooks and Robert Woods at plus 450. Josh Reynolds at plus 600. Tyler Higbee at plus 1,000. Gerald Everett at plus 1,200. And uh, Jared Goff at plus 4,000. What do we think? I'm going to stick with my Brandon Cooks. I like Brandon Cooks. Touchdown pass from Goff. I'll stick yeah, with, and I'm, stick, I'm yeah. sticking with Reynolds. Yeah, and I'll stick with Gurley. Um, and then also a sprinkle on uh, Gerald Everett. You like that tight end, Gerald Everett, huh? Yeah, and I'm sprinkling on Higby. I like the tight end on a rollout in this. Uh, you know, I, I like the tight end coming off like a little pick action. Sean McVay giving uh, giving Belichick a little taste of his own medicine. I mean, everyone talks about the the. Um you know, you talked about deep plays being and big plays being an issue for the Patriots defense, but another another thing that they're trying to that teams try to target are the uh, mobility of linebackers, yeah, in pass coverage. So I think that's why I think you're going to see some plays set up for for running backs and trying to get t- uh, tight ends on one on one matchups with some of these linebackers. It's a good call. It's a so. good call, Doug. All right, let's move on to the quarterbacks. Let's do total passing yards for each quarterback. The total passing yards for Tom Brady is currently set at over under 300. Minus 120 for over 300. Under 300 for minus 110. I think this game is not as high scoring as people expect. You, and you guys just brought up a great point saying the Patriots have not scored a first quarter touchdown in any of these Super Bowls. Now, we, I think they will this game. But I do not think Brady throws for 300 yards. Even though the Rams have a porous secondary, I'm going to ride the under on 300 yards. I'm riding it hard. I don't know where, quite where you get in the porous secondary. I mean, since Akeem Tlaib came back, they've really, they've really played some good defense. I mean, you know, the Saints did nothing, you know, uh, against some... True. Really? And then the Cowboys were pretty much you know what outside it is? of one big play with Amari Cooper, you know, we're held in check. You know what it is for me? It's Marcus Peters. That's true. He's a disaster. And, and, and to me, he's he's a guy like Marcus Peters is the guy who gives up the 80 yard play, which just ruins all this. But I do think it's gonna go under three hundred. Prano, what do you think? I'm I'm with you. I'm on under three hundred. Uh and you know, just a quick preview. I think it's gonna be an over for Goff. I think that these I think uh in, in the Brady 
uh, Goff matchup. I'm, I'm not going to say Goff is going to outplay Brady um, because I think obviously in the Super Bowl, you know, it's not really about putting up a ton of yards. It's about managing your team. But I think Goff has a bigger statistical game than Brady does. And he's actually, uh, I believe, 11 yards uh, lower on the estimates. So I'm going Goff closer to 300 and Brady closer to the 289. I'm going to go the other way. I like the over for Tom Brady in this game. Um, we've just there, – there hasn't been a scenario in the Super Bowl uh, – in the last couple Super Bowls where he hasn't played awesome. Um, he's been down 28-3, to chucked for a million yards, was in a dogfight with the Eagles, chucked for a, mi- a million yards. You know, in, He threw uh, 500 yards last year. Yeah, in, the, in his last three Super Bowl appearances, he's averaged 433 yards passing. That's just – you know – Obviously, it's regression to the mean, but like I just see I, I, there's too many game scenarios that are in play where I think um, he's got to throw, and so I think it's I like over 300. Well, I'm going to go under on both not not only Brady but also Jared Goff. The Jared Goff over under is at 289.5. The over is minus 1150, and the I believe the under it looks like I had a typo there is probably the same. Uh, one one five zero. I think no, no, no. It's one fifteen, Andy. You're you're you've never understood money lines, and I don't think you ever will. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. eleven. Did you say minus eleven fifty? I was like, what the hell? This is why. This is why I don't listen sometimes to Andy, and then these things happen. These are Edifs are born. And now minus well, I'm, I'm sorry, guys, for, <laughs> for putting together. Thank you, Prano. I see you're correcting my typo. This, gotta love technology. He's correcting my typo from his computer in New York, which is now showing up live on my TV screen. Yeah, I mean, by the way, we got to jump into this right now since we have a, an, a, a moment where Tug says, you know, he doesn't listen to Andy. I got to say, the one thing that I was just blown away by last week, you just like, casually agreed with Ruther and I'm I'm here to defend my boy. You guys criminally underrated Larry Johnson's NBA career. That guy's a goddamn beast. I, I no listen, I I comped Larry Johnson to Zion and then we're getting, you know, some comps on Twitter about you know, Sean Kemp. I like Larry Johnson. I thought it was Larry a good Johnson comp. had Larry Johnson had fantastic handle for his size and he was a great outside shooter late in his career. It uh, it was the back injury alone that uh, derailed Larry Johnson. If Zion, if the Knicks draft Zion Williamson and he becomes Larry Johnson, I will jizz in my pants. I, I thought that was a decent comp. I mean, I, I think you know Larry had a, you know there's not many, first of all there's not that many players ever that have a um, a character that they developed that has like resonance to this day. Grandma, Grandma, Ma. You know what yeah. I mean? Like that alone showed me he has some relevance in the league. I mean, he, he's one of these. He was a really good. Well, NBA Tyler player. Perry, Joe. I think Joe mentions for Tyler Perry stole Medea from Grandma Ma. Grandma yeah. Ma was the original Tyler Perry's Medea. Yeah, I mean, I, I, absolutely. You know, I, no, and and, and and Tug, I'm I'm giving you credit. Yeah. It was it was a good comp, and then Ruther came back with uh, Zion has better handle and is a better shooter, which to me, I was like, wow. Okay. We're just, we're, this has become just a Larry Johnson trash fact. Well, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I was not trashing him. You're more familiar with him than I am. I was wrong. Don't, like, attack me. I, I just, I guess I didn't know his game well enough. Well, I, I followed up with these. I, you know, Zion's not a great shooter yet. I think Larry Johnson's probably a better shooter than he, him than him at this stage of the game but um you know 
I don't know. I mean, I, I, I like Larry Johnson. Well, that's actually a good segue to the next bet we're going to do. But before we do that, I'm going under on Jared Goff for 289.5 yards. I think McVay wants to slow down the game a little. He thinks he can get, you know, you have a one-two combo with Gurley, with C.J. Flipper Anderson. I think I'm going to put Goff's number for passing yards between 260 to 275. I agree. I like the under just by a hair, though. I think he has a. I think he has a, a good game. I think there's a good game plan in place for him. But I think that number probably falls in that two seventy five to. I think it's going to be very close, just under. I, I, I'm going over because I think, you know, I who knows what this game ends up being like. But I think in a if you play this game ten times, uh, the Patriots win a lot of them, and it ends with. Goff trying to throw them back in at the end of a game. I see him getting some late yardage, uh, late chunk yardage when Belichick goes to the uh, to the prevent, and uh, I'm going under Brady over Goff. All righty. Well, back to your Knicks on the next prop bet. This is a good one. What will be higher, the Knicks win total in 2019 or Tom Brady completions in this game? The Knicks win total is at plus 170, and Brady completions are at minus 250. Now, I guess my question is, is this only 2019? This is also including the 2018 season, correct? Because it's 2018-20. Okay. Yeah. How many wins do the Knicks have right now? Like 11. It's a joke. They're like The Knicks have finally figured out how to properly tank. Uh, um, Fisdale is doing it right. He's not letting, you know, I don't know if you saw, Enos Cantor went in and kissed the floor uh, yesterday because it's the first time that he'd seen it in a while. Fisdale's not even letting veterans like uh, Cantor and Courtney Lee be involved in this because he's not sure that those guys have the ability to turn it off and tank. They're fully tanking. They're not going to win 20 games. The only way that, unless Tom Brady gets hurt or turns into, you know, the Tom Brady that game managed himself to, to the first three Super Bowls, he's not, I mean, he's not Russell Wilson. He's completing 20 passes in this game. Well, wow! Just, you, just, just so you know, hold the, on a second. He just took a dig at Brady and at my boy Russell Wilson in one fucking quick jab. Okay. Do you want to answer? No, it's fine. Talk. I know. I know your syndicates have some info on Paper this. Paper Tiger. Um, uh, <laughs> just so everyone. I mean, when's the last? When's the last time? You know, like Russell Wilson's the only. Is he the only quarterback in the league that's that we whose names we give any sort of respect that's completing 17 passes in a game? There's no way Brady doesn't complete 25 passes in this game. Well, I'm glad you brought that number up, Joe, because the line for Tom Brady uh, for completed passes is 25 and a half. Yeah. It's a good number because you landed on 25. So let's just talk about that bet uh, off the page real quick. Sure. Over under 25 and a half completions. Over. For Tom Brady. Because he does a lot of those little check downs to, you know, James White or a quick Edelman wide receiver screen pass. I, I, I'd say I ride over hard. I like the over pretty hard as well. And because of that, just, just on the number alone, over 25 and a half wins. If Vegas says 25 and a half... I, the Knicks, the Knicks win twenty five games. They're not getting the number one seed. No way. 20, the Knicks aren't. The Knicks aren't going to win twenty games. So they're, that, that, they're, this they're, to me is a pounder bet. Then because yeah. the the bummer is you have to wait for the entire NBA season to win your bet because you know you have to we have to play out the Knicks season. Sure. So they're kind of an, it's annoying. It's not instant money, but to me 
this is a hammer play because Tom Brady is going to complete 25 or more passes, and the Knicks don't even want to sniff 25 wins. So this seems like an auto play. I agree. So we all agree we're going to ride the Brady completions as higher. Here's another what will be higher. Russell Westbrook's points, assist, and rebounds total. So all three combined total versus the Celtics on Super Bowl Sunday. That's at minus 140. Or C.J. Anderson rushing yards during the Super Bowl. That's at even. So once again, as a quick reminder, we're going to combine Russell Westbrook's points, assist, and rebounds versus C.J. Anderson's rushing yards. This is an interesting bet. What, like, what are we, like, in our in our head, what are we thinking C.J. Anderson rushes well, for? I don't, 60 yards? It's not in our head. Here's the number. C.J. Anderson, according to this book, is, um, the bet is over under 49 and a half yards. So, we're, so okay. So, we're going to say Russell Westbrook. Can he get 50 points, assists, and total rebounds? I mean, but like a 30-point, 10-rebound, 10-assist game, that's pretty much that's pretty much what Russ does, right? Yeah. But if he comes in at 25 against the Celtics, then you're at a 45, you know. Um, what's what's C.J. Anderson's over-under? 50? 49 and a half. And I will say that according to this uh, book, the under is weighted at minus 140. The over is getting plus 110. This is a tough one. This is a really tough one. I really like this bet. This is an interesting bet. Guys, I am going to have to say... C.J. Anderson will be higher. Again, I think McVay is going to try to run the ball. I think he knows he wants to keep Brady off the field. I think he's going to try to run the ball. You, you, you know what? You know what? This bet, all he you need on this bet, in my opinion, you need like a twenty yard run. Like if C.J. Anderson gets a twenty yard run, you probably win this bet. I'm going with uh, I'm going with Russ, and I'm going with Russ because I think. Uh, I think McVeigh is going back to Gurley. I think he's going to use C.J. Anderson to spell Gurley, but I don't think it's going to be a breaking up of the of their carries like it's been the last few weeks. I think I don't know if that was you know like Tug was saying it was Gurley not healthy. Is it just to get Gurley fresh? You know, but I think I think there it's heavy Gurley. I I agree with Joe. I think um I like Russell Westbrook. Brooke in this uh, this this bet, um, I, I think when the running backs, you know, we're all sort of just guessing, but I think the running backs' best successes will be in these short passing game stuff, which I think really benefits Gurley. And um, uh, frankly, um, I hope Russell Westbrook plays well because I, I I love him as a player, but I, I just want the Celtics to win. We all know you're a Celtics, Cowboys, Michigan, Michigan yep, Red UVA. Sox, Tigers, Tiger, which yep. is which is the next bet. The Tiger. I I yep. put this one on for thank you since Joe and I have the same feelings about Tiger and you have the opposite feeling about Tiger. I, I have the correct. What feeling. will be higher, uh, Tiger's blood alcohol level? No, that's not on here. What will be higher, Tiger's first round score at the Masters or Todd Gurley's rushing yards in the Super Bowl? This is another great bet. So we're at minus 140 if you want to bet on Tiger's first-round score at the Masters, and the odds are even for Todd Gurley's rushing yards. Just so everyone knows, and I think this is a really good bet, um, the total rushing yards for Todd Gurley in this game is 70 and a half yards. Okay. I am going to go with Tiger Woods' score will be higher because Tiger Woods is not back. He's not going to play a good first round at the Masters. He's going to shoot a 73 or a 75. And I think Gurley 
His yards are divvied up with C.J. Anderson, like I've been saying. I don't think Gurley's fully healthy, guys. Guys, let's not forget the Rams game. He didn't play that much. He scored a second-half touchdown. The Rams game. Oh, I'm sorry, against the Saints game. He didn't He didn't run the ball that much. He was basically non-existent in the second half of that game. I don't think... Uh, the Gur- score, though. They scored just to kind of... He scored. But my point is that score. Go look at his rushing yards. The game he scored because it was basically. I think that was a like an emo, like that was a psychological give from McVeigh to him to keep him in the game to keep him for the for this game. I say t- Tiger Woods. I'm putting my money on Tiger Woods on this. I wouldn't. You know. I I let me just say about the the Saints game. The Saints. You know they have a very good rushing defense, and I agree. Gurley does not look like himself. It's totally different from what we saw the first 12, 13 weeks of the year. Um, but the Saints have a, had a very good rush defense, and and the Rams were playing from behind, so I don't want to take too much value in that Saints game for what Gurley and Anderson were doing. But but Anderson was unstoppable against Dallas. I mean that that game was I, I saw a lot from C.J. Anderson. They could, couldn't stop Cowboys couldn't stop anything. Um, but the reason I like Tiger in this is because Tiger just struggles in the first round at the Masters. I believe the year he won in nineteen ninety seven. When he obliterated the field and they had to tiger proof the course, he shot a seventy five the first round. It just some, somehow it just it's it's a, it's a struggle for him in the first round. So we'll take as many points extra. He shoots a seventy three or four, let's say. I think that could be enough um, to get the nod, Joe. I'm I'm going with Gurley. I think Gurley has like. 85 rushing yards and I'm just I'm taking Gurley because as much as I don't think Tiger's back uh, I don't think he shoots an 85 at the Masters um, although I could see it happening um, but I'm going to go with Gurley I bet if he uses uh, that other Razor brand that Gronk likes to promote <laughs> never mind I was trying to take a dig without saying their name let's just move on okay MVP the odds on favorite is Tom Brady at plus 125, then Goff, of course, because the quarterbacks always win the MVP for the most part, plus 250, then Gurley's at plus 1,000, Sony Michelle is at plus 1,200, CJ Anderson at plus 1,600, Aaron Donald at plus 1,800, James White at plus 2,000, along with Julian Edelman, then Gronk at plus 3,000, Brandon Cooks at plus 4,000, Robert Woods at plus 5,000, okay. It's not going to be any of these guys. Okay. Who do we like as the MVP? Are you guys saying it's going to come down to Goff or, or Gurley? Or, I'm sorry, Goff or Brady? Uh, so here's what I'm doing for my MVP bets. I'm going to sprinkle them around a little bit. Uh, I mean, if the Patriots win, highly likely it's Brady, right? But uh, Sony Michelle getting 12 to 1, the way, you know, if, if he gets two rushing touchdowns in, in a Super Bowl, you know, he could certainly be it. I like, I like Sony Michelle. Uh, for the Patriots, if they win just on the value, getting 12 to 1 from a lead running back. Uh, but my selection for the MVP is Aaron Donald, 18 to 1. Ah, uh, uh, you're killing me, Prano. A, a Super Bowl win for the Rams. We all know what that means. That means that they have had to get to Tom Brady. Um, and therefore, Aaron Donald, if anybody's going to get to Tom Brady, it's Aaron Donald. 
I love the value at 18 to 1 on a defensive uh, player getting it if the Rams win. And here's what I'm going to do with 20 bucks. I'm going to put 20 bucks on Greg Zerline at 66 to 1. I mean, if this guy kicks a 61 yarder to win the game, he's the he's the MVP, right? Who was the MVP? Bang, just a little bit banged up. That's the only thing you want to say about Zerline. He's not he's limited practice this week got a plant foot issue i don't want to hurt joe's because i believe everything joe says always i just want to get that out there who was the yeah and, and by the way that's i'm do i think that greg zorland wins the mvp of course not but he but you're getting 66 to one and uh, uh, on a kicker who i don't think gets the mvp if he hits you know five field goals but i think he gets the mvp if he kicks some sort of monster to you know to steal a victory from the patriots well, I'm, I'm trying to look it up now. Who was the MVP the first time these guys played uh, 17 years ago? That would be Tom Brady. I oh, no, maybe it wasn't. Did he not get the first one? It was... Uh, no, he got it. it. But but see, this proves my point. Guys, Tom Brady got the MVP for throwing for 145 yards and one touchdown. Let me repeat that. Tom Brady got the MVP for 145 yards and one touchdown. The MVP should have been Adam Vinatieri. The first time they played in New Orleans for that last Super Bowl. It should have been Adam Vinatieri. And it proves my point, and I'm not going to go down there, but I'm going to kind of say that, again, the quarterbacks are the sexy, easy pick. If Brady's getting the MVP when he's basically unknown at 145 passing yards and one touchdown, they're more prone to give it. I love the Aaron Donald move, by the way, Brandon. I was thinking hard I about mean, the, I the, agree. The, arg- the argument. The argument for the for the quarterback in those situations obviously is always you know how much more valuable can you be to a team than getting handed the ball down points in the Super Bowl and driving your team down and putting them in position for a field goal to win the game I guess is the argument for you know I I get it 145 yards uh, almost not you know hard to say that's MVP worthy but again they were losing Venetieri had a chance to kick because Brady led them down for a game-winning drive. Well, how much more valuable. How many yards did he have before that drive? Well, right. b- by the way, I rewatched that game. The NFL Network aired that. I rewatched the entire thing. By the way, the graphics are just so different back then. Yeah, I rewatched it, guys. He was sixteen of twenty-seven for a buck forty-five. They, they also had a defensive touchdown. I'm just saying, like Brady getting the MVP that game is a joke. It, it straight up is. Adam Vinatieri is the MVP of that game, hands down. He is, in my opinion. He's hands down the MVP. He should have been the MVP of that game. So I like what you're saying, though, about Aaron Donald. I was thinking hard about that last night because when we get into it, and we're about to get into it soon, to me, that that's the key. This game is going to boil down to the Rams, offense, or the Rams defensive line versus the Patriots offensive line. We've seen it through your New York Giants. Brady loses when you get to him. Especially up the middle. Up the middle. And that's how he ultimately lost last year. He got sacked, remember? A strip sack at the end of the Eagles game. But I just, I I don't know. I I look at it and I think if the Patriots win, it is going to be Brady. Now, if the Rams win, I do like the Aaron Donald pick, but I also like maybe a running back going off. I I, I like putting odds on a girly or a Sony Michelle, or I'm sorry, or a C.J. Anderson. You know what? Just to 
piggyback on Joe's call for Aaron Donald, you know, I th- there's two bets out there that I think are interesting, which are just rushing props for running for quarterbacks. Uh, over under half a yard rushing for Tom Brady. I, I like the over in that bet. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, I'll, I mean, that seems like an auto bet to me. Sure. Um, I also think Jared uh, Goff over uh, eight, I believe it's eight and a half yards, which I also like. Sure. I like, I like both of those bets. So, I just think there's going to be some, I think defenses are going to play pretty well in this game. Me and, too. Um, so, I think there's going to be a little, just enough scrambling for Tom Brady to get like the classic four-yard slide. Bam, payout. Um, so I agree with Aaron, uh, Andy. Uh, uh, Tom Brady is uh, the MVP if the Patriots win. It's automatic. What about the Rams? The Rams, I'm going to go with the top two guys. I think it's either Jared Goff or Todd Gurley. Gotcha. All right, and our final pick, our final prop bet, what color liquid will be poured on the game-winning coach? The lime... Uh- Go ahead. Yeah. Go, sorry. You can list them first and then I'll jump in because I got to. Lime, green, yellow is at plus 225. Uh, orange is at plus 400. Red is at plus 600. Clear water is at plus 220. Blue is at plus 400. And purple is at plus 1,000. It's boring, but if you're getting over two to one on water on a Bill Belichick sideline, I don't know how you don't do it. Um, I'm going I'm going water. I'm also going to go water in that too, not, not not necessarily because of the Belichick thing. I think I, I agree, but also I think the um, I, I saw a stat from uh, Jason McIntyre on Twitter that um, the McVay has only had um, a cooler dumped on him one time. That was after his first win last season, and it was water. Interesting. Yeah, I saw the last time the Patriots won the Super Bowl, they didn't even do it. There was no nothing dumped on Belichick. Uh, after the Falcons Super Bowl, so I agree. How do we get? How do we get a no? No cool. Where's our no cooler? Where's our field? Yeah, I don't know. Cool. I'm gonna go with uh, water as well. All right. So those are the Super Bowl prop bets. By the way, I got one that I wanted to bring up. I know Tug's thrown a couple of ones out there that he likes that weren't on the list. I want to throw this one out there that I saw eight to one on somebody runs on the field during the game. I, it's 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 woke culture. We're gonna have a Black Lives Matter. We're gonna have a toxic masculinity. We're gonna have a Where are the Pips? We're gonna have a <laughs> Wu Tang is Wu Tang is for the children. Uh, somebody's running on the field. Where are the? I want all members of the Pips to run on the field, and I want them to wager that they somebody would run on the field. Like the Pips, the Pips conspiracy. There's just so much money out there waiting for the Pips. It's crazy. And I, two more. I just want to add, or a couple quick ones. Um, I like the under Sony Michelle eighty and a half yards this week. Um, I because I'm I'm correlating it with Tom Brady going over. Uh, also, Sony Michelle I believe has caught one pass this like last several games, maybe since the the, the Dolphins since he's returned. Um, when Sony Michelle's on the field, he's there to do one thing. That, that that's got to be a tip. I mean, it's you know, it's like can we stop the, the thing that we know you're about to do? Hopefully that takes place. By the way, can I just mention, with a name like Sony Michelle, I feel like he has to be a female R&B singer. Like, Sony Michelle sounds like a female R&B singer. Am I correct in that, right? Doesn't that sound like a female R&B singer? Yeah. I was just going to let it hang there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, tried, I, did, I had to. I had to jump in to help him. No? Nothing? <laughs> nothing? 
Um, nothing on that. Like, so, like if you told me, take yo, a Twitter poll, yo, I banged this chick. She was smoking hot. She sings R and B. Her name's Sony Michelle. I'd be like, oh, I bet she's hot. It's the Michelle part that gives it that you're list you're hearing. I, you just, there's not a lot of last names of Michelle. I don't think. Sony Michelle sounds like an R and B singer. I'm sticking to it. Okay. Well, well, one more thing. Go for it. Great follow on uh, on Twitter if you're like into the sports betting world. Uh, uh, speaking of uh, Andy's outfit, Johnny the Greek. We call him Ace. We call him VR. <laughs> follow him at Greek Gambler. He gave out a couple prop bets, and he just actually did bet on this, which I think is a really interesting bet. Uh, you'll see on his Twitter. Um, there's a there's a there's a wager out there on some accounts for um, over two and a half different players making a pass in the game. He bet the over, hammered it for two for for twenty for two thousand um, dollars. He's wow. he's betting that like Johnny Some, Hecker, Hecker Edelman, somebody throws a pass. One yeah. other person other than Brady and Goff is throwing the football in this game. He hammered it. Yeah. So and I always follow the money. So this is something out there for you guys if you wanted to sprinkle on something fun. Uh, take a look at that. Well, let's get into the game. And, I, and we, obviously, we've been talking about it as we've been discussing these prop bets. The fun thing is, I'll say is I think everyone's masked their, their selection pretty well. I don't know which way either of you are going to go. Yeah. Which is, which is fun. Well, I'll start off. Should, or, or, or Joe, let's think about this. Or you guys should, start should Andy go last or go first? Yeah, you guys go first. Yeah, because I'm. I don't want to. Be, I have what I think, and I don't want to be swayed by Ruth or ruining it. And and basically, I'll know. I'll know whether I'll be right or wrong before I answer if Ruth goes first. So I don't want that. So yeah. So once you start it off, because I think you know you're the goat. Let's All go. right. So and uh, and and upon this, I I won't swear until uh, probably you know Andy mentions condoms. So um, I feel about this game remarkably similar similarly to the way I felt about Rams Saints on paper I I, I thought the Saints, the Saints were a better team they were at home they had the veteran quarterback they had the veteran coach and everything about it said smart they're the favorite the why wouldn't you pick the Saints and obviously it took a bogus call for the Rams to win, but something in my gut was telling me the Los Angeles Rams and something in my gut is telling me the Los Angeles Rams. Again, all of those things. I think Brady is, you know, obviously a significantly better quarterback than the medium pizza. Um, Pepperoni as as, medium pizza. As, as far as a coaching, uh, you're never going to have a coaching advantage as good as Sean, Vey, as Sean McVay is against Belichick. Um, but I, I, I like the playmakers they have on their defensive line. If if any team can try to mimic what the Giants did to the Patriots, it's it's a team that has those playmakers. I, I like McVay. I think he's going to keep it simple for Goff. I think that they're going to. I think it's going to be a lower scoring game. I think the under is going to come in. Yes, and and I think it's going. I mean, the Patriots haven't blown out anybody in the Super Bowl ever. They've you, never done it. It's a great point, I think, which I was going to mention. Yeah, and I think this is going to be a close game. If, I don't know why. I hate to say it. It's not because I hate the Patriots. It's because something in my gut's telling me the Rams win this game. I'm going with the Rams to win outright. I got a bad feeling about this. Um, 
So the way the way Ruther's shifting around. Uh, yeah, over there, I'm watching he's, his. I'm watching his stink I'm, on us. That's exactly. We're at, we're at the poker table. And I'm just looking at the person to my left, and uh, I see a lot of twitches, a lot of tells. Oh, I'm on your right, by the way. I know, but you know what I mean. <laughs> um, so I like to I like to be objective about. I gave up to try to think about you know who I think is a better team a, a long time ago. And I like to, to say how how do I how can I align with Vegas? Vegas hasn't lost a Super Bowl. I want to say since the Rams Patriots won, because the, the the Rams were plus four. I mean minus fourteen. I think in that game, yeah, it was insane, huge line. So the the Patriots money line just destroyed Vegas. When the the look ahead line, so so for people that don't know. A lot of times in Vegas, the Vegas will release a line the week before the games are played. So they gave out scenarios for all the four, four final four teams and what the, the line would be. And the Rams, at worst, were a pick 'em, And very often, a minus one to minus one and a half point favorite. So Vegas is saying the Rams are a better team. For that line to just get crushed immediately. Now, there's a lot of good bettors out there to say you know, they want to bet both sides and see if they can middle. So they want to bet the Patriots at plus one and then the Rams at, at plus three and see if it lands at plus... If they, if they win by two or less, then they win both bets. Now, over the last six or seven years, I've seen the favorite switch from one team to another in Vegas. And both times, the team that became the favorite got crushed. The Broncos against the Seahawks... The Seahawks opened as a favorite, and everyone was on Team Peyton, and the money poured in on Peyton, making him like a two- or three-point favorite, and the Seahawks destroyed the Broncos. A couple years later, Broncos were the favorite against the Panthers. Panthers' money poured in. Broncos shut down uh, Carolina. So... I try to, you know, like I'm, I'm, I'm like other fans in America. I don't want, you know, the Patriots to win. I'm trying to take that emotion out of it. But I feel like the Rams are the right side of this game. It just feels like you're getting, you're getting, you know, value to bet on the Rams. Plus, I feel like the Rams do all the things that give the Patriots fits, especially in the past couple Super Bowls. I mean, they, they, they have an explosive offense, just like the Falcons. You know they have they have good schemes just like the 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 Eagles. They also have, in my opinion, you know Peterson has proven to be a good quarter a good coach. But they they have a better coach than Dan Quinn. So I see if they can get out to a lead, they're going to hold that lead. I just don't see a scenario. I mean, the Patriots will probably, for all I know, Patriots will win. Long story long, guys. But all the value is on the Rams. All the all, you should you should basically bet the Rams or nothing. In the last 10 Super Bowls, two favorites have covered. I mean, yeah. I mean, you know, you, you could say that's a, there's a regression to that point, but I just don't see, you know, I just I, I agree with Joe's point that the Patriots don't blow people out. And I just feel like all the things that you want a team to do well against the Patriots, the Rams can do well. They have, they have a good coach. They have ability to run the ball. They have ability to to to. They have weapons on the outside. They can rush the passer. They can move Tom Brady off his spot. Um, 
you know, I, you, you, you go broke betting against Tom Brady. That's a fact. But uh, I like going broke. <laughs> <laughs> now, here, now here comes Ruther with his Rams hat and his blue V-neck to diarrhea all over our picks. <laughs> I know. And this is why I'm betting the Patriots after this selection. All right. You guys have said a lot of things that I agree with. I have thought long and hard about this game. And I alluded to it earlier in the show. The recipe for beating Tom Brady throughout his career, especially in the Super Bowls, has been getting to the quarterback. This Rams team gets to the quarterback. And they don't just get to the quarterback. They cause turnovers. I mean, somebody like Ndamukong Sue has been lost in the mix. That's how dominant Aaron Donald, who deserves, in my opinion, the Defensive Player of the Year award again. So they have the recipe. This game, to me, take all the other shit aside. I think this game comes down to that. Can the Rams get to Tom Brady? Can they get three sacks on him? Can they get pressure throughout the game? And I think He that, has not been sacked in the playoffs. Exactly. The Patriots have an excellent offensive line. So to me, that's what it boils down to. Then, we, like Joe said, we look at coaches. Look, I love Belichick. He's the best of all time. But he showed cracks last year, in my opinion, against the Eagles. And his decision to bench Malcolm Butler, I mean, I, I guess... Just put us out of our misery already. No, 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 no. Let me just say all my points. You guys got to give your whole spiel. Let me give my spiel. I think he showed cracks. And to me, that was too much of his ego getting in the way. I love McVay. I love how he play calls. I love everything about this. This is a, on paper, this is a much better team in Los Angeles. They're a better team, plain and simple. We knew that going into the season. We've seen it play out. They are a quality team. My major concern with the Rams is still Jared Goff. It's still the Super Bowl. Tom Brady's done it. This will be his ninth time. That, that's a concern for me. Can he handle the bright lights? I think it's going to be a great game. I think it's going to be low scoring. I think you hammer the under. I think there's a few things at play here. You know what? I do believe somewhat in conspiracies. Does the NFL want to take that mantle and say, okay, Brady, the sun is finally setting on your career. We're going to move it into our new fun franchise in Los Angeles with a young quarterback. Does that have any... Impact? I mean, maybe that impacted the bullshit call against the Saints. All week long, I have been leaning towards the Patriots. I really have. I've been leaning towards the Patriots. In fact, part of me has been saying, pick the Patriots so the Rams win. You know, do that. But at the end of the day, as I lied in bed last night. Oh, no. No! (laughs) Joe, no! (laughs) The Rams are a better team. And I think this is the beginning of the end for the Patriots. Now, I said that last year, so that's probably stupid to say again. I think the Rams are the better team, and I think as long as they... In fact, I'm going to go this far. I, I can see... I wouldn't be surprised if the Rams blew them out. You're leading the Patriots the whole... Week. Oh, wow. And now you're talking about a blowout? Oh, man, Shabelli is... I'm so I'm so sorry. Hold on a second. Shabelli. Hold feel, on a second. I feel horrible. I'm, I'm not, God, there's no Rams fans. I'm not <laughs> saying it's going to happen. All I'm saying is I wouldn't be surprised. I'm expecting a close game. 
But if the Rams win by, and I guess that's not a blowout. If the Rams win by 10 to 13 points, I guess that would be considered a blowout, right? Yeah, but Jody, see what he's doing? He, he's, he's covering his bases so well. I, I, it's I, unbelievable. I, 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 the only thing I know he's doing is <laughs> ruining the Rams season. First of all, he leaned. So fast forward to Monday when he's like, I leaned the Patriots. Got that one covered. You know, got, got, the, blo- got the blowout covered. Got the close game do, covered. What, what are you doing here? All right, this <laughs> is what I'm doing. For the game. Yeah. It's been a really tough decision. It's been really difficult. But my heart is telling me that I have to pick the Los Angeles Rams to beat the New England Patriots in Super Bowl 53. My apologies to all three Rams fans. That by that I mean the Shabelli family. Uh, the your apologies to my your apologies to my money and my fantastic Same. postseason betting record. The jinx is real. I'm picking the L.A. Rams. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of points that you brought up that I that, that I your logic is 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 interesting. I mean, you're, you're at the end of the day, you're 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 going with emotion, right? You you just you you lean the Patriots, but you're a fan of the Rams, so you're going with the Rams. This is what I'm hearing, kind of. But I also <laughs> I also see I'm starting like I, I see this much. I, I see me always picking the Patriots, and I see how that's played out. I was like, for sure they're beating Atlanta. For sure they did, be- well, and they covered. Uh, hold, hold on a second. Yeah. I, I know, but for sure they're beating Philly. Like like those games, neither of those games played out how I anticipated. Is my point. And I'm glad that we've all discussed the Patriots haven't ever blown anybody out. That's why I do think it's a good game. But the Rams, again, the Rams on paper are a better team. It's going to boil down to, again, it's going to boil down to can they get to Tom Brady. If the Rams' interior line can get to Tom Brady, I think they win this game. You know, there's there's no doubt that this, the, this Patriots run is the greatest consecutive run in the history of the NFL. And I think that there's no doubt at this point that uh, Bill Belichick is the greatest coach of all time. Or at the very least, him and Parcells being what they were together is, you know, where the minds, that's where it all birthed from. But um, people, what people love to do to my boy LeBron, uh, people love to say if Kyrie didn't hit that shot, and those people should hang themselves because the game was tied and it was only tied because of the chase down block. But people definitely love to do the Ray Allen shot against the Spurs. But if, if you want to play that game, here's the simple fact. Tom Brady is a horrific coaching call followed by a horrific non-audible call away from losing that Seattle game and a horrific coaching job by the Atlanta Hawks of not just Falcons. honestly kneeling down for the final quarter and a half away from being three and five in Super Bowls. And... This team, this Rams team, better than a lot of those teams. You know, I will say just to just to like you know, I think we all agree. Like we all said it. You know, the, the Patriots are an incredible team. The, the Malcolm Butler benching, I think it was maybe not in that one game, but it's been justified this past year. He was not very good in Tennessee. He got absolutely scorched. Um, I don't, I don't understand that decision. I never will in that one game. But like it, it, the, the proof did come out this year. 
He really struggled. Tonight. Well, there you have it. I can't believe it. All three of us have picked the Los Angeles Rams. It's such bad luck. To win the Super Bowl, we've put the jinx. I, in particular, I mean, put the, the jinx. The, the, this is like the nobody believes it. And that we just, we just did it. Just, yeah, we did it. You know, we needed Ruther. We needed Ruther on the other side. We needed Ruther to the believes that you know the goat and and all the you know all the Tom Brady slurping. We needed it. We didn't get it, and now we're going to lose. Yep. And well, I, I like Joe. Had a, a very good uh, playoff betting season and regular season. It's uh, I, I, man, I you know I don't like jinxes. I, I like I, I like the Ram, I like the Rams in this game, but now I don't. <laughs> oh man, Andy. Andy, Andy, Andy. Maybe, maybe Tug is right. Maybe I went with emotion. I went with the team I've been rooting for for all of three years. <laughs> I do want to attend a. This is from the guy who said, uh, I, "I believe that it was." I guarantee the Rams don't play in the Super Bowl. You guaranteed it. They've 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 been changing my opinion. Well, obviously, by by playing in the Super Bowl, they clearly <laughs> changed your on that. <laughs> but hold on a second, Prano. The main person who I've been very impressed with so far has been Jared Goff because he has shown, especially in that Saints game, again, to me, he he's obviously going to have to step it up again this game. He's the guy who's, if the if the Rams win this game and he has a, I'm not even saying in a great game, a good game, I might be willing to upgrade him from a medium pepperoni pizza to possibly a large or a three-topping medium pizza. Ooh, wow. Meat lovers on the table here. (laughs) What are the bad games that he's, you know, there's a little run right where they went to the Bears, had a bad game. Awful game. But it was outside, in the cold. Here's my knock on Goff. My knock on Goff has always all along been... He misses easy throws a lot, like where guys are wide open. Because Goff also makes amazing throws in tight windows. He misses a lot of easy throws, in my opinion. And I think the fact that I went to a lot more games this year, seeing it live, I'd be like, dude, come on, how are you missing that? But he's still a good quarterback. He, he's a you know, he's a good medium pepperoni pizza quarterback. Anyway. Can I, can I ask one, one other thing to like support the Rams play, which I'm sure Patriots fans are, you know, very happy that we're all taking the Rams. But like, you know, Wade Phillips has been one of the defensive heads to give the Patriots some fits. They played a lot over the years, as, you know, as recently as a couple of years ago with Denver. It's a good point. You know, so he he's aware of what that offense is trying to do, and he's had success against them. So I think that's an advantage. I think Wade is an advantage in this game. And I just want to look at, I'm looking at the YouTube comment section. I just want to bring up a comment somebody just put. Hall of Fame Dirtball, Jesse Stanger wrote, if Rams win, Andy shouldn't get to celebrate after jumping off the bandwagon. No, 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 no. That's not true. That's not true at all. I'm going to disagree with that. I didn't think they'd make it. There's a difference between that. I was still always rooting for him. I think we need to put a discrepancy there. I didn't, Jump like I all along didn't think they would make the Super Bowl. I've been saying that since day one, and I was wrong. It doesn't mean I wasn't rooting for them. I wasn't going to games. I was supporting them. Come on, can we at least give me that? It's not like this. It's not like a, I'm not like I just jumping on and off a bandwagon. I think they'll win this game now. Steg is right. He's right. Yep. You have to abandon them. You have to go back to the Bengals, <laughs> <laughs> which are now 
the Midwest Rams now that they have their their, their coach coming over from the McVay tree. The Bengals. Should, I was discussing this with my family. The Bengals should move to Oklahoma City. <laughs> or, or or what we said was we joked that the Bengals should move to St. Louis. They so they've even gotten a worse owner. They go from Cronky to Bengals owner Mike Brown. All right, guys, that is the Super Bowl fifty three preview episode. Joe Prano, I know you got a bunch of shows. Where can Dirtball see you the next couple days? Um, I've got a show tomorrow night. That's Friday at uh, New York Comedy Club, the East Village location. So New York Comedy Club on 4th Street in the Village. And that will be my final show here in New York City uh, as I fly back on uh, Saturday Sorry, sorry, Sunday morning. No, I might be adding a show Saturday, so stay on JoePrano.com for shows. But definitely one tomorrow night uh, at New York Comedy Club in the East Village. And uh, then I will be in Palm Springs uh, soon after I return in early March. So JoePrano.com, go check it out. And if you're in town, definitely uh, hit me up for the show tomorrow. Uh, It's going to be a great show. Uh, it's their new their new downtown room, and I can give you guys a promo code for discount tickets. So slide into my DMs, uh, follow me at Fix Your Life at Joe Prano. Um, let's do let's get everybody else's plugs in. But then I don't know if you saw in the comments section there was a Perzingis bomb. So we can come back to that after everybody else does their thing. I did see that. Okay, yeah, guys, you know where to follow me at Andy Ruther. Uh, yeah, G- give uh, an iTunes review. We got some great iTunes reviews. Thank you for doing that this week. Subscribe to us on YouTube and Tug Coker. What do you got? At Tug Coker on Twitter and Instagram. As always, Joe, thanks for letting me fill in. Super fun to be with, uh, with both you guys. And uh, I'm, I'm just really excited about this game. I'm excited to give Tony Romo a Super Bowl. He did it. <laughs> and, um,. <laughs> Oh no, it should be a great weekend. Prano, Brzingis bomb, what's going on? So I saw that in the comments section and I immediately went to Woj's uh, Twitter feed and here are the back-to-back tweets on uh, the situation in New York. ESPN story on Chris Tapps, Brzingis, and the Knicks. The headline, uh, unlike a black sports online headline, is Chris Tapps, Brzingis, searching for clarity on his future role and a belief that the Knicks are beyond past dysfunction met with the team blah 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 he's worried about the Knicks direction the follow-up t- uh, tweet is he left the Knicks with the impression that he prefers to be traded league sources tell Ramona Shelburne and Woj Knicks are expected to commence discussions on moving him ahead of next Thursday's deadline so here's my quick thoughts on this I have not read the story yet um, but Chris Stapps has uh, been all over the map on his feelings about being a New York Knicks since he arrived. Um, you know, he loved Phil Jackson. He hated Phil Jackson. He, he's best friends with Carmelo. He couldn't wait for Carmelo to leave. Um, it's safe to say Chris Stapps for Zingas, now that we're out of uh, talking about the football preview, doesn't know what the fuck he's talking about. Um, that doesn't take away from the fact that he is a – uh, fantastic player when healthy. The thing with this Knicks uh, team right now and the position that they are in with likely getting uh, a top two or three pick in a very, very strong draft 
is Anthony Davis is out there wanting to be traded. You know, people were talking about, you know, what is the value of that next draft pick? What is the value of um, Perzingis? Uh, in my opinion, would I love uh, the Knicks to keep Perzingis, uh, take one of those sure things with a top three pick, have Knox keep growing, add a star, and then that's, you know, the future of the Knicks? And I think that if he's talking to a GM or he's talking to a front office guys and they're like, that's what we're doing. We're keeping you. We're getting a, you know, a a high draft pick and we're getting a star. We're building this team around you. I don't know what problem with that direction you could possibly have. Simultaneously, if they're moving some combination of those pieces for Anthony Davis and adding a star, that works for me too. So I'm not really sure what, direction Perzingis thinks that they're going in or what direction the team tells them they're going in. But either of those are fine directions with me. I love Perzingis, but I don't love him more than Anthony Davis. I don't really know who they're trading Kristaps Perzingis to or for what other than some sort of, you know, star or traffic. I mean, now if they're trading Kristaps Perzingis to somebody for another potential top three or four draft pick and they're going both of those Duke guys or whatever and and rebuilding with a, a, a big free agent signing, great. But Enos Cantor's talking about he knows the free agent they're signing. That doesn't take a whole lot of uh whole lot of, you know, detective work to figure out who does Enos Cantor even know that would be signing the next. It's that would have to be Kevin Durant. Yeah. That would have to be the guy that he's talking about. I don't think I don't think Enos Cantor and Kyrie Irving are really good friends. Um, so I don't know what Chris Porzingis deal is. Uh, I think he should maybe get healthy and, uh, and, and work on staying healthy. And you're in New York, bro. Where are you going? What, like, what's an upgrade for you? Fair enough. I'm just, I don't know I'm, I'm I, curious I, I, as to why I'm looking on the, the, the Twitter now, uh, but no mention of the Lakers. I mean, obviously the Lakers want Anthony Davis. Why wouldn't Porzingis be an option f- for them and then get Anthony Davis a year and a half from now? I mean, like, I, I, I mean, I think, I think, I think the thing with the Lakers, right, is I don't think, uh, uh, I, I know he's not healthy right now, but you know, LeBron's been tweeting about he'll be back soon. Uh, I, I don't think they're punting on the season, right? Like I, I think a Lakers trying to get their hands on Anthony Davis is like we if we have a healthy LeBron and Anthony Davis that we're a, a contender right now, right? Isn't that their thinking? Yeah, they want to do, they would do that right now, but you know that the, but the the Pelicans look like they have no interest in making that move now. So why don't they get that third piece they're looking to to go get the Lakers? I'm talking about right, but um, but uh, and and injured Perzingis. That's they're they're just going. They're just punting on the season and they're trying to get a healthy LeBron and Perzingis back next year. Look, it's, it just it's, seems like LeBron in his, in, at his age, if he's try if if his goal is to win one more at any point to, you know, for some sort of legacy, for some sort of ring count, for some sort of, you know, finals appearance balance or whatever, you're not, you're not punting on a season. He means in your 16. I couldn't, I couldn't agree more with that. I think I'm so, I'm so excited to see what the Lakers do because you cannot waste a prime year for LeBron. Like he has to come back to play just to make the playoffs. First of all, they're not making the playoffs. He doesn't come back. 
Right. I think this year is done. I just feel like that's, I mean. I, I, wow. I don't know. Unless they get Anthony Davis, if they don't land someone like an Anthony Davis, and I don't know who else they could land out there. Or want to land, really. I mean. I think, I think LeBron's just going to shelve this season because we're all, we're all right. They don't sniff the playoffs if he doesn't come back. They're so dysfunctional without him. Now, now the, the other, I mean, you can't talk about any of these things without talking about Anthony Davis and the Lakers. And, but the reason that the Celtics are not being talked about is because they can't acquire Anthony Davis yes. while Kyrie Irving is on the team. Correct. But, but Danny Ainge makes that move in a second, right? If he can get, if he can get Anthony Davis and get rid of Kyrie, you absolutely do that, don't you? Well, you, you already see, like, Danny Ainge went on um, some Boston radio uh, yesterday and basically said, I've been talking to uh, Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown about the rumors because I want them to understand what's true and what's not, but also understand that this is a business. To me, that's basically saying, yeah, we're actively shopping your names, and we can't, we can't move Kyrie because of the Rose rule, but this is just the business. Like, Ainge, I think, is setting up to make to make the move. Um, I mean, the news is just flying in. It's just flying in left and right. I mean, I, I had to say this to take a quick pivot from NBA. Tugs Dallas Cowboys just named Kellen Moore the offensive coordinator. This is some news that, that, that's been bandied about for the last week or so because... Um, An old bangle, John Kitna, the quarterback's coach. Exa- exactly right. John Kitna is the quarterback coach. And this is the problem. I read a good athletic article like a week ago. Basically you pay for said, that shit? I do. You pay for that shit. I do. You pay for that <laughs> give, shit. Give him a break, dude. He's he's got that he's got that streaming money. Come on, it's like I got bought it uh, on a discount. It was like twenty five dollars, thirty dollars a year. Yeah, but a year. It's less than two bucks. Three okay, bucks. Okay, fair enough. But I thought the article was interesting in the fact that Jason Garrett has been coaching for ten years now and has no coaching tree. Sean McVay has been coaching for two years, and everyone has been dying to like sift through his Rolodex. And if he was a custodian for Sean McVay's, you know, at the facilities, he's now a head coach. I just am very confused about the Cowboys are trying to do because Kellen Moore and Kitna both played under Garrett. It's the same, the same offense. It's just, there's no change. It's just yeah. like the it's just like a reshuffling of the deck chairs. So I don't. I'm not. I hope it's something good comes out of it, but it's not. It won't be a change. We won't. We won't be seeing something you know completely innovative with the Cowboys. So much going on. So I, 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 I like Kellen Moore uh, as our offense coordinator. Um, obviously, he was not a great quarterback in the league, but I, what you know, if he brings any sort of the creativity that was his Boise State offense, that'd be fun. It would be it would be fun. Um, he's got he's got a little Chad Pennington. Uh, he was like a, Ch- a Chad Pennington light, like no arm really, but could, could lollipop some balls in there with some accuracy. Chad Pennington. Chad Pennington was much better than Kellmore. Let's be honest. But I th- I think the the main issue is it's great and all that he's the offensive coordinator, but uh, Jason Garrett's still the head coach. Serious question. Fact. Who would be better for the Dallas Cowboys offense? Kellen Moore or Kellen Winslow Jr.? Kellen Winslow Jr. He just he just he just knows the the, the locker room better. 
Just knows the psychology of those athletes. He knows about legacies. Isn't that right, Prano? He's a soldier. Yeah. He's a soldier. <laughs> I feel like Tug doesn't know the latest developments on, on Kellen Winslow Jr. Do you know he's been arrested as a serial rapist? Oh, no. No. <laughs> I, knew, I knew none of that. Sorry. Raping grandmothers in trailer parks. Hey. Couldn't make this up. Yeah. It's, uh, Do you take back those comments now? Every single one. <laughs> <laughs> I knew nothing. All right, guys. That is the show. I think we're done. God. We are done. One one final thing before I go. Congratulations to Saquon Barkley, Offensive Rookie of the Year. Oh, that's official? Yeah. All right. Congratulations. And congratulations to uh, the Patriots since I jinxed the Rams on winning the Super Bowl 53. Number six. Tug, it's always a pleasure. Prano, get home safely. I'll be seeing you Sunday night because we're going to do a post-Super Bowl show from the Smut Studio Sunday evening, a full recap of Super Bowl 53. All right, guys, stay warm if you're in the Midwest. Stay dry if you're in SoCal. And uh, always stay dirty. And don't forget, condoms are for pussies.